The following program is rated TV MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Viewer discretion advised. Good afternoon, ladies and Tonys. You're listening to the Pig Athlete Club podcast, the Pack Podcast, episode 110. If this is your first time joining us, we are the Pig Athlete Club, a touring rugby club and reformed meme media platform for the players. We're simply here to make rugby great again, one meme at a time. My name is Yone, and joining me is Ryan Freeney, all the way from Manly in Brisbane. Welcome, Tony. Hey, my Thank you, Tony. Uh, before we carry on, uh, I don't know if you noticed, I had a. Uh, Another language to start off the pod. Ala usanla. This is for the promo code. Uh, what yeah. country do you think this? Uh, I'll say it again. Alan usanlan. Alan usanlan. Holy shit, that's a that's a tough one. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna throw it to Asia. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Cambodia. Oh, whoa. And uh, Cambodia, if you're playing at home and you pick Cambodia, you are wrong. It's actually uh, Arabic. So I've gone with a Dubai theme and the promo code for... Don't think it's a... What's that mean? What's it mean? It means, hello, mate. It's uh, how you greet him. Allah and Usanlan. When you meet someone no, for the first time. <laughs> like yeah, anyways, the uh, promo code for people listening to the podcast, get 30% off the merch. Uh, this will run until next week's podcast when we have a new podcast um, promo code. So for those who have dyslexia and can't spell, it's D-U-B-A-I-P-I-G-S. Thank you, Tony. And thank you, everyone, for uh, going on and buying uh, our Black Friday stuff. Uh, a lot more people than I thought. So thank you, Tony's. Let's break the ice. Let's break some bread, break some ice. And this week's icebreaker is, if you were an Australian rugby club, professional or even local, what club would you be and why? Me? Yep. Uh, well, <laughs> thanks for asking, Danny, but I've actually got one for each of us. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I'll start with Ironside. Okay, so we all know he's a North's stalwart, you know, a staple to the North's arena um at in sydney um so therefore i'm going to say that he's the north from brisbane um look he's he tries his hardest yeah, i mean like he talks a massive game but at the end of the day he just doesn't deliver uh yeah so i'm going to go ironside with north and brizzy um we've got dave now no one will get shocked by this one but, but big Dave's the Parramatta two boys <laughs> he is just a just a taco that was good when he was younger, you know, coming up through the ranks. He's just given up. He's given up and he just couldn't be fucked anymore. So there you go, Dave. Very sorry, Danny. Um, then we've got <laughs> Sione. We have got Sione. An ouster team. Some team that, you know, people think should be in the um, shit shield still and they've been hard done by, but. Our boy um, Sione, here's uh, the Penrith Emus. You know, woulda, shoulda, coulda. Again, you know, taco management. Jeez, uh, the, the, the list goes on. You know, keeps putting highlights of himself up with his goosey that no one gives a fuck about. And his um, also supposed footwork from when he was 13 um, at the East Tigers playing league. Um, but, yeah, there we go. We, you, you're all the Penrith Emus. Um, Thanks, man. Moving to me. West Harbour Pirates, bit of a Sydney theme here today, uh, but the West Harbour Pirates for me, just that little Palangi boy trapped in the fucking, in, in this hard world, but really wants to be a Toko Uso, um, you know, um, thinking I'm a bit of the man, pretty scucks deluxe, you know, um, thinking, you know, we're going to go good again, uh, but we don't, um, and I reckon probably beaten by the bottle, um, just, just love... Um, Love drinking piss too much. Oh, fuck. That's actually really good. <laughs> oh, wow. On fire, mate. This is your this is your bread and butter, this, this segment. <laughs> yeah, mate. Well, what do you reckon, eh? Oh, nice, and, 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 you know, just sticking with the pirate theme too, you know. <laughs> yeah, you true. You know, plundering, you yeah. know. It's sort of... Your crooked eyes. Me. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, <laughs> we'll go with... Uh, I'll start with Onside as well. I've had him as the Redland Bay Rugby Club. Up oh, here yeah, in Brisbane, yeah, um, just like his playing career, he's a third grade. He's not in prem grade. He's uh, they don't play in the in the top uh, comp. They play in Brisbane subbies, I believe. 
Um, and I, if you've played there, I don't know if uh, many people I used to play there when I was at Reggie's at UQ. Um, and it's next to a tip. So it looks nice because they redid it, but deep down inside, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of <laughs> shit. So, yeah, that's uh, my mate Ironsight. Redland, shout out to Redlands as well. Um, yeah, we'll move over to Dave, Dave Veer. Brisbane theme. I've gone with Sunnybank in Brisbane. Uh, he used to be real good, like real good, but now he's struggling to get on the field. Uh, meaning this year he uh, rocked up at preseason at the start of the year and they told him go back. It doesn't matter that he played the last 10 years in Prems, uh, starting, he had to start back in uh, fourth grade on the bench as well. So that's my boy Dave. That would have cut him. That would have cut him. And last thing I had, uh, just like Dave and uh, just like Sunnybank. Uh, he finds it hard to commit. Like, are you part of Brisbane or are you part of Logan, bruv? Just commit to one of them. None of us know if you're part of uh, either. And also, on the outside, he looks Asian. But deep down inside, he's full of fobs, my bro. He's a big fob, uh, just like uh, Club Sunnybank. Uh, shout out to Sunnybank as well, my best friends. Uh, we'll go to Ryan before I go to myself. Uh, Ryan is his family club. He's pretending that he's from Jeeps, but Ryan, <laughs> deep down, is a filthy brother's brethren. He is brother's rugby club here in Brisbane. Uh, he's the definition of white privilege. He tries to hide it by hanging out with us blacks, but man, he grew up in so much privilege, bruv. So much. He's so good, actually. <laughs> really good upbringing. And myself, I had North's Rugby Club in Brisbane. Um, I had... I've been known to let people walk over all over me. Like Norse people just come in and take their good plays every year. If someone plays well, UQ on it. If someone plays well, brothers are on it. Um, and that's like myself. You know, I put my heart out there for some lovely ladies and they just take parts of my heart and they, they go, they go back to Belgium or back to, you know, you know what I mean, guys. You know what I mean? I know so, what you mean. Yeah. And also in my playing days, in my playing days, I was a, Pretty decent Reggie's player at best, but I was doing my doing my best to try and kick it with the big boys in Prems. But deep down, I'm just Reggie's trying to hang out with the big boys, just like Norse is at the moment, unless they get some love. And um, just like myself, they need love, and uh, I need some loving. So uh, thank you, Tony. And uh, which takes us into thank you, Tony. Who's your uh, who are you thanking? Who are you grateful for this week? Oh. The Poog, Campbell Wakeley. Ah, yes. Look, he's half the man he used to be, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. A little porky friend's gone over to Hong Kong to find his six-pack. He's fucking um, The big fella's uh, hung up the boots. And, and you know, many years of going head-to-head, you know, uh, he, he was just a great guy. Great guy off the field, great guy on the field, and uh, what a stellar career. Um, and just brings me back to one of my career favourite highlights of playing Big Poog, 2017. Final Jeeps first uni. Um, Campbell, I was on the ground, must have made a tackle. Campbell Wakeley over the top of me, uh, sealing. He must have been sealing. And I just thought, fuck it. And just went fucking ball and grabbed his balls and his cock and just fucking <laughs> gave him a good old school group, Brev. So uh, shout out to Campbell and what a stellar career, mate. <laughs> I was going to ask, did you do any of your tricks on him? Because he's the nicest uh, He's the nicest bloke. And, oh, uh, yeah, I was a fuckhead to him. Yeah. I was a fucking. Yeah, that's a, that's a good shout. Shout out to uh, the big Hoog. He was uh, one of the props in front of me. He went one of those superstar ones straight from Colts. Uh, he was still playing Colts and took my bench spot. So shout out to Poog. Uh, never forget. Never forget, mate. And you moved to West. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Tony. My <laughs> uh, thank you, Tony, is for our... I know we hang shit on this guy, and once again, he's forgotten to send in his... Uh, week that was segment but shout out and send some love over to our uh, supreme oh, former supreme Tony. leader Tony Johnny Brown Keith Akinboa uh, he's running away from his father love, love your responsibilities but he's living his best life in Dubai love your work mate and he's talking it up I've sent him a few clips of some of the uh, benchmark sort of shots because he's out there trying to do some media scrams media Send him some benchmarks uh, sort of shots to get that I could clip up and edit later. And he's talking it up like he's going he's gonna to get it done. Mate, and he's we know every time. Fact. Every time he's failed. Actually, he, he can... We, are we going into scrams after this? Yeah, we'll go into scrams, yeah. Well, this is, you know, I had a scrams, but now I've got a new scrams. <laughs> Johnny Brown 
is my scrams because I know for a fact he is going to talk this massive game up. He is going to get full of piss, completely forget why why he's there, not talk to anyone, be super nervous and weird like he is, and there will be not one photo <laughs> to be had. So my scrams this week goes out to you, Jonathan Kiefer, and Bola Brown. <laughs> Which reminded me of the time, I think it was one of the last times that he did, he went to, he treated himself for a little trip to LA back when the Giltinis were still in the comp. And uh, he's like, oh yeah, I'll take the GoPro, I've got all these shots that I'll take, I'll interview a few of the players. Um, and I saw, oh, he must be doing well because I saw some of these snaps. He was out on the piss with uh, Brooklyn and a few of the boys from Giltinis. I was like, oh, sick, can't wait to get the footage. And Johnny was real quiet and I just sent him a few messages. Hey, man, you got the, how'd you go with the footage? And then just seen. And then, hey, man, how'd you go with the footage? Scene. And then I think it was Tino messaged me and goes, have you spoken to Johnny yet? I was like, nah. He's, he's like, he got, oh, Johnny, you got something to tell you, mate. <laughs> he said, <laughs> he, showed, he showed me Johnny's message to to, not, to him, and he's, uh, Johnny said, oh, no, Sean is going to be angry with me. <laughs> I just find it funny because I, I, I knew he wasn't going to do anything. But when Johnny finally messaged me, he was like, oh, it's a real good trip, man. Yeah, oh, real nice guys. I made friends with um, Angus Cottrell and them. Yeah, they showed me this bar, and it's a real good, and just... And just didn't touch on that he didn't get any footage. Just like, oh, yeah, fuck, just got too wasted, man. Didn't do anything. I was like, oh, all good, mate. All good. You know, the funny thing is it's like he's in a, in a freshiness uh, coming out where <laughs> yeah. he just didn't want to confront it. He just wanted to scene, 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 yeah. and then just run away. But And knowing Johnny, you know, he would have been sweating balls the whole time just like, because he's letting, you know, he's letting us down, letting the team down, even though we didn't really care. And we knew he was going to fail. But deep down, he would have been... Sitting on himself, uh, sitting by himself. If the boys went to the toilet, and he would have been thinking about, "Oh fuck, I fucked oh, up." Sean is gonna be angry with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a fucking legend! Oh, that's our, uh, yeah, that's our scrams media. I forgot what my scrams I had down scrams, um, but I put myself down as scrams. Uh, had a bit of drama going on uh, in the back end here at Big Athletic Club, and uh, you know I was just gonna be myself and let people walk all over me, but. I was a scrams gator this week. Yeah, I went full salad mode gator. Uh, if you know, you know. I won't go into it, but I went full salad mode gator. Just here in the dungeon, just silence is vital, man. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting in your garage, gun. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm just, I'm not that guy. Let's be honest, I'm not that guy. Uh, so I myself in the scrams and apologise to the metaverse for putting that negative scrams energy out there. Uh, so next week I'll be a thank you Tony, and uh, also thank you Tony for listening to the pod. Please buy some t-shirts. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, one of the hottest, one of the hottest segments of the podcast so far. Uh, I just made that up. Don't check the stats, but we have our Tony's top five. And this week's top five, and I please beg to God that you start from number five and work your way down. We have fixed up Dave's uh, top five from last week. Aussie rugby's greatest exports. Uh, so players that grew up here or played a bit of club rugby growing up and then ended up playing for a different country other than the Wallabies. Let's go roll. Ryan Freeney's top five Aussie exports. Oh well, look, I'm not, I'm not sticking by the book here, man. Um, <laughs> Start at five, I, please. There's, there's no, there's no real order here. <laughs> I've got like five. I've got seven, to be honest. Yeah, but try and okay, leave the number one to last. Pick number one, number one, and leave him to but last. It's, it's all up for interpretation, <laughs> mate. Like, you know. Anyway, I'll start to what I think is from yeah. seven to one. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go Liam Gill. Okay. A bit of a classic. He's uh, he was one guy that we didn't really see enough of. You know, he's in a he's in an era of uh, very good flankers. Um, I will go Ethan De Groot. Ah uh, yes, Gold Coast um, Bit of a I've got a fair bit of Type Five theme in here, but Ethan De Groot, we got we've lost another great um, prop yeah. that we could have had in our books. Um, we'll move to Sean McMahon. Another person I wish we saw in the um, Aussie jersey um, more often. He's sort of like one of those. He's like our artist of AI, I reckon. Like he would yeah. have been if yeah. um, he, he just stayed stayed with it. But you know, he's a fucking good man. He's he's killing over in Japan. Um, I'm going to go to Williams. 
Ah, uh, yes, yep. Um, Tomaiti, Tomaiti, Tomaiti Williams grew up in Perth. Yep. Um, fuck, another massive prop we could have um, we could have had. Um, and then I'm going to go to Mac Hansen. Yes, uh, Mac Hansen. He didn't sort of. He nearly cracked it here. He sort of did, but didn't. Went over to Ireland and just been a fucking absolute menace over there for them. Yeah. Number two, Emmanuel Mirfol. Um, he was uh, paid. He was lucky to play him at Brothers. And Jesus Christ, he was what nineteen or something like that when I played him. Fuck, he was a hard man to stop. Yeah. When he especially got a run up, he just. Big, mobile, and um, fucking how the hell did he get slipped through the fingers? Uh, but the top one is a bit of a random one, but Tyrell Lomax. Ah, yes. Yep. Number number three, he's a, uh, number one in, one in this list, but he's a, he's a tight head prop. They're like gold at the moment. Yeah. Um, Nella went down. We lost Alan Alatoa for the World Cup. Sort of fucked us, really. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Tyrell Lomax playing run on for the All Blacks, mate, and just imagine if we had him in the Arsenal too, like, <sighs> yeah. yeah. But he was, few people in he there. was the best, I reckon he was number one tight head leading into the World Cup before he got that knee, that massive cut on his knee. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you guys have probably noticed, Freeney's uh, one isn't like players that ended up playing for uh, another country because uh, he had a few boys that did play for Wallabies. But just um, like you said, players that should have had more runs for the Wallabies or at least one run for the Wallaby. Exactly right. Yeah. At least how do we let them slip through the cracks? But yeah. here we are. Here we are. And I've put this uh, question also up on our story and a few people uh, replied with uh, some New Zealand entries. So New Zealand's top five rugby exports. So these guys ended up playing for another country other than New Zealand. Oh, uh, it's a big good run actually. Uh, at number five, we've got Ben Teo. He did come over to Australia in his last few years of high school, but he grew up in uh, Auckland and he had an illustrious career for England in rugby union. So yeah, Ben Teo, number five. At number four, another one that played for England, grew up in NZ, played for the Hurricanes and he's back at the Hurricanes now, Brad Shields, uh, number eight. At number three, this guy probably could have been switched in for number two, but because at this World Cup, I think he was one of the form halfbacks for Ireland. Uh, we have Jameson Ratu Gibson Park. He played for the Blues and the Canes before shifting to play over 100 games for the Valencia. Um, Is he from New Zealand? Yeah, yeah. He played a lot of games for the Canes and, um, and the Blues. And makes me think that he's part Fijian with the Ratu in his name as well. Yeah. Uh, another Fijian background, Kiwi Fijian, Michael Leach uh, played for Japan, oh, grew up in, born and raised in Christchurch before moving in his senior years of high school to Japan and uh, probably one of the best players that ever played for the uh, the Brave Blossoms. So yeah, yeah Michael Leach. And I think no surprise here for the number one, number one centre, or could have been number one player in uh, rugby this year. Bundy Aki for Ireland. Uh, Manuera, Manuera High School player, uh, played for the Chiefs before shifting. We were hard, cuz. Before shifting to Connacht in England. Uh, mate, this year he put himself on the map as the one of the best centers to play, ever play the game, I reckon. Incredible, mate. So that was our top five, Tannis. Oi, breaking news. We have a new podcast page up on our website. Uh, We'll put the link in the bio for you to send your questions or confessions longer. Put it in. We have a brand new page. Link in the description. Link in the bio. And we'll put it up on the story. I'll make sure I put it up for next week. But make sure you hit your questions and confessions for next week. Thank you, Tony's. But shout out. Who's shouting out this week? Everyone starting pre-season. Oh, yeah. Um... Look, I know some people haven't stopped and played a bit of sevens and whatnot, but I feel for the people who have stopped. Yeah, there's a bit of head noise creeping in your first couple of sessions, but you know, you got to get, you got to grind, you got to get through it. Um, we're thinking of you. Um, you know, I was actually walking today. No reason why I'm sore. Can't even think of why I'm sore. But I was just thinking, imagine actually having to go to preseason, like, and then Tuesday, Thursday, and it's just so hot and horrible. Fuck, man, I am so soft now. That um, was the biggest yeah, head that's noise. Just shout out to everyone doing preseason. Yeah. I remember back in playing days, that was the worst time of the year. Like, when you know what that preseason is and it's coming and you've been a fat piece of shit the whole entire, like, and you've done nothing, literally nothing. 
Yeah, that was the worst. But I, I, I particularly, I loved it. But I'm just thinking, how? Why am I sore now? Yeah. And how sore I'd be if I did do it. Yeah, I'm just lucky. I had nice uh, SNC coaches. Like at West, they weren't really hard on me. Like, I remember, Soft. Yeah. Nah, nice. Yeah. Because they let me you know, just, just you know, in the shuttles, you never make the time. Just, just keep running, mate. Just keep running. Just So we're just jogging the whole oh. fitness block. But I remember at UQ, I was sort of still in my uh, league fitness sort of days. And then when we did fitness, we had hard nosed Brownie. Shout out Brownie. He's still going around. But he'd yell at you and he'd fucking hate you. He'd, and he never smiled. He never even smiled when he actually played with us as well. But yeah, it's uh, not fun when they're yelling at you. Maybe just yeah, as me, I like to get walked over because I'm yeah, a fat shit. You fucking coward. Now it's time to cross over to Dave in Sydney for his new little segment. All right, we're over here with Dave with our uh, brand new segment. Uh, just came up with the name. It's called Dave's Tips. Just a tip, ladies. So calm down. It's just a tip. This week, Dave's going to give us some tips on how to get through this festive season. Uh, so, but before we get into Dave's uh, tip. <laughs> Dave, tips, mate. Tips, oh yeah, 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 tips, uh, tips. Uh, <laughs> we'll go through what Christmas looked like for you. Like you uh, you grew up in Tonga and then you moved mm-hmm. here to Australia. I want to see what, the, could compare the Christmas to, in Tonga compared to Christmas here in Australia. Firstly, start with Christmas in Tonga. How's that, what's it look for you? What's it look oh, like for Christmas, you? Christmas back home, um, it's just like another Sunday. Um, you wake up, you prep your food, you go to church, you come back to no presents. And uh, how long is church for? Two hours. Yeah. Oh, that's a quick one for you guys. Well, that's as long as I can pay attention. Probably <laughs> way less than that. So uh, I'll get there for as long as I can, and yeah. then uh, come home, have food, no presents, and have a food yeah. coma. Yeah. We did. You expect presents, or you, it was it was never a thing, so you didn't really. <sighs> When we were young, yeah, we did get some presents, but I think um, might have been Corey out of presents were early, or mum and dad just uh, couldn't afford and, and said, uh, "Yeah, no presents this year." Yeah, inflation. We I'm playing the Reserve Bank of Australia for Tonga's inflation. Yeah, we were the same. Oh, my parents didn't. I, I think they still don't know what inflation is. But yeah, it was never a thing. Even like birthdays, it was more food for everyone on birthdays, and similar to Christmas, it was just food for everyone. Um, yeah, there was no individual presents. Um, yeah, my my parents used to do. Um, they would just say, "Oh, we put money on your um, savings bank account that you'd never have access to." So, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that bank account. Wow. If they kept that up, it would have been like all the interest would have been. We would have been. Yeah, I was like, "Can I check that bank account you've been putting money away on?" I remember Imagine. in primary school we had that as well. Uh, Commonwealth Bank had everyone opened up the account when we were in primary school, and then you like put savings in there and you get your parents to send savings in there and then I remember uh, when I last saw that card was nah, man, your bank card you bring your bank card and uh, that was the end of it I think we bought bread well I reckon if I um, if I collected all that uh, put away money from old birthdays and Christmas I'll be able to buy myself a jet ski by now <laughs> speaking of jet ski let's jet ski over to what Christmas looks like in Australia you moved oh. over for the people that don't know what age did you move over to Australia um, I moved over when I was 14, going into 15. Yeah. Um, the first couple of years, I, I would normally just go back home. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just do the uh, traditional Tongan Christmas back home. But um, ever since leaving school and growing up, I, um, I've hung around Sydney. And uh, let me tell you, it's very different. <laughs> no church or? <laughs> uh, I, I can't remember the last time I got to church on Christmas, so fuck. <laughs> Thanks for uh, calling me out, but um, I actually one of the one of my best Christmases that I've I've had in in Australia is the COVID Christmas. Didn't have to see anyone, made your yeah. own food, stayed at home. Yeah, like literally by yourself. Uh, with my older brother. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The two of us. Yeah. It's actually so good. Yeah, I did that last year. Um, told everyone I had work, but really, Freeney and uh, was up the uh, sunny coast for Christmas. And I just went to Freeney's house, turned on the aircon, just watched Netflix, order Uber Eats the whole day. Oh, what a Christmas. What a Christmas. What a Grimus. That's a Grimus. Yeah, so it's a vast, yeah, vast change. You turned into um Tailoto guy here in, in oh, Australia. Yeah. Hey, we know what they say. You can pray everywhere. Yeah, true. True. You just choose not to pray anywhere. Well, <laughs> hey, God loves you still. Um, 
What's it called? What about you? What are you doing this Christmas? You got anything exciting planned? I was going to, you know, because I'm a traveler now, I was going to go to Bali, a solo little traveler to Bali, but my brother's bringing his uh, little little baby Olsen coming to Australia, so I thought I'd stick around, meet the little ah. uh, little basket. Make sure you're financially uh, prepared to give the little basket some presents. Yeah. Luckily, I've only got three, like two nieces and then uh, Olsen, one nephew, so it's only three presents got to get. So, oh God! Speaking of presents, fuck, mum, mum and dad were here last week. Yeah, and um, let me tell you, they did not miss making sure that I bought all the presents for all the Christmas I missed. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Did they get you anything in return? Oh, prayers, prayers. That prayers are priceless, mate. You can't put a price on prayers. So be grateful, mate. Oh God. Um. Okay. Now this is Dave's tips on. How to prepare for Christmas? Prepare for Christmas, more so um, just the entire festive season. Yeah. Um, you know, we are culturally appropriate here. Some people don't celebrate Christmas, but it's still a busy time of the year for everyone. Yeah. So I've come up with a little uh, hot tip sheet to uh, get yourselves prepared. A um, couple of do's and don'ts, um, but mostly uh, how to get prepared for the festive season. So this is sort of like a... Cheat sheet, cheat code. I was going to say something probably you don't ever do, uh, a bit of foreplay, <laughs> getting ready, getting ready for the tips, you know. So this is, yeah, it's real nice. It's a, yes, to your point, very uh, out of my realm and my uh, norms. Yeah. Carry on, carry on. Okay, okay. Uh, festive season, I think number one, first and foremost, um, everyone out there listening, it's a marathon of a festive season, not a sprint. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think some a lot of people... T- tend to get burnt out after week one. Yep. Um, so I make sure that everyone's pacing themselves, taking their time. There's no rush. Um, there's plenty of booze to go, to go around, plenty of food to go around. That goes, that goes for a lot of things, like food, booze, but also yeah. your pay. Don't use your cash. Don't yeah. go all out and, you know, even it yeah. out, mate. Even it out. So be prepared. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Okay. That's the first one on the list. That's a good one. My, one, my, my second one, um, it's actually all right to say no to things. <laughs> um, I know there's a lot of commitments to uh, attend things or go to things or yeah. be at different events. Um, you know what? If you're listening out there, if you're a bit burnt out, you need a little breather, it's all right to say no. Yeah. So I think um, everyone out there, it's fine to say no. So don't uh, feel pressured. If you diet, don't diet. Don't yeah. Just say no. That's pretty fitting from a guy who's scared of commitment. So that's not nah, carry on, carry on. <laughs> it's a joke, it's a joke, it's a joke It's a joke that hurts my heart But anyways, we'll carry on The third on the list is um, Be prepared financially <laughs> Like you said before yeah. The sprint and everything is uh, Especially financially You have to be prepared um, Probably no more important time to budget Your spending than Christmas Yeah um, but I feel like my Christmas came two months early this year with my trip to Europe. So I think I've got nothing to budget this this time around. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to spend it by myself. <laughs> and uh, my last tip is have a little basket of excuses. Um, you have excuses um, for the stupid shit you're going to do on, on, on festive season. An excuse for not attending functions, events. Uh, an excuse not turning up for your kids' um, child support, Christmas, <laughs> child support. Just have a little basket of excuses. Get them ready. Be prepared. So, yeah. Um, if you, if, mate, if you plan, then you'll be sweet. If you have all those excuses up up your sleeve, I can just dot yeah. them down. Oh yeah, we're going to use that this week. Yep, we're going to use that for that <laughs> for this week. So yeah, little basket of excuses. Festive excuses not to. Um, yeah. when Oh, well, nice. It's a festive season. It's funny that uh, this list is also just like your fuckboy list, uh, but that's just a coincidence. Coincidence, mate. I actually Googled this one, but anyways. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, that's a good kickoff to Dave's tips. And uh, uh, hopefully uh, you don't go the full... No, no, that's not going to work. That's a bit rude. Anyways, uh, speaking of tips, 
let's go into there's nothing to do with tips dave's top five what's your topic this week and let's roll my, roll your top topic, five. my topic this week in line with um the seven series kicking off this weekend mm-hmm. on the second in dubai if everyone's uh hasn't heard of it there's plenty of jet skis going around over there um they all work um, thanks to Aussie some fast. for letting us know yeah, thanks. let us know how this jet ski has actually been in the market for a jet ski just to Yamaha. spin around La Perouse. Yamaha, yeah. spin around La Perouse. But anyway, so you know what I've gone with um, in honour of one of our grade sevens players in our uh, men's team yeah. is uh, top five Indigenous rugby players. Oh, just Indigenous or sevens? Just Indigenous because both rugby union and sevens. Okay, perfect. If you don't um, have this, there's one at the top of my li- list. If you don't have him, you're done. Yep. So let's Okay, see well, him. let's roll on in. Um, number five. So number five was um, originally a league convert. Yeah. Um, went from rugby league, um, did plenty of good things in rugby league before going over to rugby union. He's uh, the great man, Delhi, Wendell Sailor. Oh, shit, yeah. Okay. Wendell Sailor. Before his uh, partying escapades, um, he was a very great uh, Wallabies winger, I think, and still a great uh, radio host um, that more people listen to than our podcast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My number four, one of the most elusive footballers I've ever seen play the game, um, Andrew Walker. Ooh. Okay, okay. He was a handy, he was a real handy player. He played a bit of club rugby up here as well. Uh, yeah. I knew he um, set up the, the the fields down there in Sydney as well. Yes, yes. And, um, yeah, Andrew Walker, I think, is my uh, number four. Yeah. Um, it was actually a hard list. I got to my top six and had to cut it, cut out a few, um, but then it was hard to pick where where these four set in the five. So Yeah. I can't wait to see um, where Dave Henway is going to be. But carry on, carry on. <laughs> My number number three, yeah. uh, coming in at number three, is a completely different player to Andrew Walker, who was an elusive runner. Number three was just a it's just a hot stepper, Maurice Longbottom. Ah, yes, current mate, sevens, current sevens, mate. The stop and go from that block, from that bloke off the mark. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anyone do what he does. I think the closest we've seen do is uh, William Ryder. Yeah, true. So I don't. If I, I think if he wasn't that as short as he is, he'll probably be a William Ryder type player. Yeah, I think he but, came. I think he came on the scene at the right time for sevens as well. It was when everyone in Aussie sevens seemed like a uh, a white robot. Like everyone had to be fit, white, and then we we're like, we just need X factor. And then he came on the scene. I'm like, this is him. This is him. This is him. Yeah. This is what we need, mate. And how good is he? Yeah, mate. Even when he came over to play fifteens during COVID. Oh, it was it was mate, yeah, exactly. Yeah, great man on the punt as well. If you ever need any tips on any horse that's on steroids, oh, we get it. Your friends, long. mate. Your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Name drop. Sorry, suck is not here. Um, number two. Um, this is um, what the Balangis call uh, a generational player. Yeah. Um, which I think we we struggled to find another one in a very long time. But uh, the great man, KB. Oh, yes, yes. Philly Bill, man. You watch that guy's highlights from Joey's and coming through schoolboys. You're like, man, you can't do that. Yeah. If he's not your number one, I'm, um, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think who you'd have at number one. Yeah. You still haven't named the person I would have had. Um, mm-hmm. But then when you said KB, I would have had KB at one and this guy's second. But uh, Also, I haven't named your guy at all. No, not yet. Not yet. So do you, do you want me to go to number one or Let's do you to want to name one. your guy? Right. Let's go to number one. Oh, but before we go to number one, can we? Can you make sure you pull up KB's Joey's highlights, mate? Yeah. I remember I remember when I, when I first moved over, I used to sit down and watch his 15-minute highlights thinking I can do half of the shit he can. Yeah. Every afternoon thinking every afternoon and every time you watch it, you'd see something different that you didn't see the first time. But anyway, but, uh, shout out to KB. Hope you're well, mate. Yeah. My my number one is probably very controversial. Um, I've gone. I've given it to their name, the Ella Brothers. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, I forgot about them. Yeah, the Ella Brothers. Um, 
everyone's bagging out Eddie, but Eddie always talks about the Eller brothers and how they revolutionised playing rugby down in the eastern suburbs. Nothing to do with me being biased and uh, hanging around um, yeah. Coogee Oval, but um, I've seen glimpses and highlights of those guys playing rugby, and it is the most cooked thing you'll ever see. Um, if you find it, there's a footage of them playing shoot shield for Randwick. Um, there's all three of them playing. Yep. One's playing ten, one's playing thirteen, and the other pl- the other playing fifteen. They go through this length of the field try, and it's literally a commentator going, "Oh, Ella to Ella to Ella to Ella to Ella." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they actually scored and played some crazy rugby that I guarantee you don't see anymore at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're my nu- they're my number one. Or at the end, that's my top five. Oh, mate. I was, uh, I was respecting your team. I was going to get angry. You just still didn't name the guy that I was talking about. But, um, yeah, you can't – yeah, I've, thought, I've totally forgot about the Elder Brothers just because I, I didn't grow up in that generation, never sort of seen any of them. Um, like, you hear about it, but you never really yeah. see it. But, you- yeah. but um, one question as well. When Dale played for Waratahs, I'm just doing some research. Did, what club – shoot shield club did he play for? Far out. Dell played, I think, for Manly. Okay. All right. So that I was just going to say because the rest, the other four, all played for Ranwick because, and you played for Ranwick. So I was just saying to Ranwick Media, add it again, mate. The mafia at Ranwick, add it again. Your whole list. Cause Is it Walker, actually? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Andrew Walker played for Ranwick as well. Yes. Well, he actually did play that Argentina game, believe yeah. it or not. See? So the rest of them were all Ranwick. K- KB is actually East. Eastern suburbs. Oh, I thought he played Randwick. I saw oh, some photos. But he, but he left because we couldn't afford him a Lexus. So yeah, anyway, he's still, he's still, still Randwick. Um, yeah. But the guy I was talking about, uh, Brumby's great, Jimmy Williams. He was on. That's what I was saying. That was he was actually on the list. I think he was pipped at number six, mate. Oh, okay. All right. All right, mate. Yeah, lucky, mate. But yes, he his highlights are crazy. Yeah. Anyways, uh, before we let Dave go, do we want to shout, send any love to anyone listening or not even listening? Um, shout outs this week. Um, mentioned earlier, the both men's and women's sevens uh, yep. Dubai this weekend. Uh, wishing them both the very best this weekend. Hope you go well. Um, I mean, if, if anything goes astray this weekend, you can o- always bring a jet ski back home. And um, my other shout out is to uh, shout out to my parents. Actually, they came hang out for a couple of weeks here in Sydney. Yeah. Um, when was the last time it, you saw them? Uh, when COVID. Um, oh damn! Long time. Before, yeah, for a little while. So uh, they sure made up for uh, all missed times. That's for yep. sure. So shout out to it was Mum's birthday last week when she was in town. So uh, shout out to parents. Ah, um, so that's why you wearing the Benwin Davala for the first time in years. <laughs> respect, yes, respect, yes. respect. Okay, and uh, yeah, that that are my uh, shout outs for this week. All right, malo lava, Tony. Thank you for malo lava, and uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week. All right, now we've got <laughs> Einside all the way from Manly in Sydney. How are we, Einside? Good, mate. Good. Just did um, one of the most white person things ever. Um, was going sailing this afternoon, and um, unfortunately, a big thunderstorm hit Sydney. So instead of sailing, we sat in the boat and had three beers. So that was um, that was a fun afternoon. Oh, nice. Um, nice. You probably went through a few nice little icebreakers there, but uh, which leads us into our nice little icebreaker we've got. Uh, Freeney also went on one with his icebreaker, uh, like. Dave, as he does, he uh, forgot to do one. So, uh, but the icebreaker for this week: If you were an Aussie rugby club, professional or local, what club would you be and why? So I've got. Um, I did one for all of us. Yep. Um, I did North Brisbane for Dave. Um, only North Brisbane because it's the only hospital cup game I've been to. Nice club. Um, not one you probably want to watch very often and probably had former glory. So that's uh, <laughs> that's Dave. Um, I've gone with um, Ryan. will like this one for at the start, but I've gone with Ryan as Manly, Marlins. Yeah. Um, always, you know, seem to go pretty good every year, but haven't won anything in ages, um, referring to Ryan as being a has-been. Yeah. Um, I've gone with uh, Parramatta for Sione for uh, obvious reasons. Um, moving on, um, I've gone with me as the Hunter. 
I've gone with myself as the Hunter Wildfires. Um, you know, just making up the numbers in the shoot shield always seem to be, you know, like, oh, they're going to go really well, like my yep. preseason, and then, you know, get put in third grade. So <laughs> that's Hunter. Um, so there you go. Oh, I, nice. I am Hunter Wildfires. Uh, I can't wait for you to listen to what we said about you. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and after two blues, let's go. Okay, let's go through around the grounds. A uh, few topics we got here, starting off with uh, Rugby Pass. Uh, we know Rugby Pass is one of the top rugby media uh, brands in the world, uh, and they also are owned by World Rugby, uh, which, to my surprise, uh, what they posted after the Saracen game on the weekend, they posted a picture of Owen, Owen Farrell kicking for goal with uh, the text, six out of ten meaning that he missed six out of ten kicks uh six out of eight kicks he missed and that they almost lost the game they still won the game but they were blaming him and just highlighting his negative uh boot uh and almost costing the game so thoughts on this type of tactic i I feel I, i feel really like i'm not you know, he's not one of my favorite players, but just this type of witch hunt yeah. that's going on, uh, especially from a brand that's owned by World Rugby, and for them to be highlighting the negative parts of players. Uh, thoughts on it? I know you. he's also one of your favorite players. He's probably one of my hated players, but yeah. in saying that, I'll start off with a few things. One, if that's owned by World Rugby, that's obviously someone's, you know, full-time job. I don't want to slag him off too much. Yeah. Not the greatest put-together graphic in the first place, um, edit or whatever you want to call it. But also, too, whoever puts, whoever puts like, the stats like that. No yeah. one puts the stats like that. So that wigged me out. So that as well. But also, too, you can't, you can't highlight negative. It doesn't matter how much you hate the bloke. Yeah. They won the game. And it was also, I actually watched that, um, like one of the stand minis of that. I'll tell you what, some of the worst rugby you'll see professionally, yeah. just like, not in terms of standard, just boring game, just a boring classic England game. And obviously they're struggling a bit over the moment as well. So, yeah. I mean, highlighting negative things to do with players and yeah. um, <laughs> and playing shit, stop, shit footy. It's yeah. not looking good, Brev. It's like they've got, it's one of their KPIs, one negative article about Oren Farrell that week, and he didn't really do anything in the media, so I think that's the one thing that it was they were pulling on. And uh, credit to him, he did his job, he got his one KPI uh, negative article, but I've never seen anything like it, like missing that many kicks, and then that's no. the highlight, that's the first thing they post, not even the score, that was what they posted straight after the game. So I yeah. like to think that we're, like we're a gentleman's sport, as well, yeah. like where that I feel like rugby, you know, we could bag people can bag out leggy soccer player, whatever. Yeah. I feel like that's one thing Union tries not to. Maybe they'll highlight someone negative, but they won't highlight it through stats. Yeah, that seems like quite a um, that seems quite uncouth for yeah. our rugby union media. Yeah, and I'm, I'm currently watching the uh, going through the David Beckham documentary on Netflix, and that reminded me of some of the, like the like obviously David Beckham got it worse, like some of the things that went on back in the days, yeah. like far out, and especially nowadays they're a lot very big on like mental health and stuff. I was just picturing Faz reading that, like he always gets he gets shit in the media all the time, but that's like out going out yeah. of their way to highlight his negative um, play. So I know he listens every week, so shout out to you, Faz, but we're thinking of you. And also one of their great, you know, one of their best players of probably the, like, you know, the modern era for them. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what you feel about him. Like, I hate him, obviously, but, like, yeah. you know, I don't think that he deserves to be treated like... He seems like not a bad bloke. Yeah, yeah. He's just, he's just easy to uh, hate yeah. as well, just looking at it. Yeah. But like you, yeah. you said, you mentioned how boring, like, I've watched a few games as well, and it is very, very boring. Like, I wouldn't go out and watch yeah. English Prem Rugby, and there's, like, no superstar. Like, they they got names there, but it's not out and out. Yeah. And that's sort of the things that I feel like they should be promoting, like, superstars, rather than coming out with the negative parts that they're, well, he's meant to be one of their big names in the competition. But yeah, well, I think it's good because we were talking about last. We talked about last week, like centralization of rugby and blah blah blah. Not to get too technical, yeah. But like that's the that's the opposite to the model that we're probably going to have. Yeah. You know, like they're all privately owned and look, they go under all the time. Yeah, they can't always attract the big names. So, you know, it's an interesting. Uh, it's definitely not. You can see why it's struggling when that's the product. Yeah. Not. 
I hope um I hope Thing wasn't watching that game or saw that post. You know that Asian guy, the the Wallaby supporter that really loves rugby. Oh, and he gets pissed yeah, off he yeah, gets pissed yeah. off when commentators are like, Oh, and another scrum and just like talk negative about the game. Yeah. I feel like he would have lost his head if he saw that. That's um, one of the great clips. You know, I like that. I watched that a couple of times and I laughed every time. Um yeah, but it brings up to uh our next topic is uh French rugby's raid on talent all over the world but more importantly they're getting a lot of talent from the prem which is struggling like clubs are struggling yeah. to stay afloat uh and they've just named uh these names have been linked with toulon both uh carl sinclair and lewis Ledham, uh both english superstars what's your thoughts mate do you think uh the rate well, french rugby is top notch but do you think what do you think it's uh effect on world on the world game well I think if I put like if I put my like Australia, like Australian cap on, I think it's not good. Yeah. But if I put like the you know the growth of rugby around the world, I mean, there's I just I always I mean we're always going to have to do it, but we're going to pay ourselves to like soccer or football. Like there's a couple of top divisions in the world, and they're all the best players are playing from there. It doesn't matter if they're Argentinian, Brazilian, and I mean I watch watch the Champions League and all that. Like you want to yeah. be watching those games with the good players. Yeah. Um. I think sometimes it's lost. And, like, just on that, like, Lewis Ludden, obviously, like, played a lot of games for Northampton Saints. He he probably suits the French rugby style a little bit more. He's probably a little bit more dynamic than yeah. most of the back rollers that they have in English rugby. So, I mean, it, there's good and bad to it. Um, it'd be awesome if it came to, like, I mean, we spoke about the, uh, the rugby, like, club championship. Yeah. Where, you know, like, Crusaders could be playing, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Racing or whatever. Yeah. Um, It'd be cool if we started to do that, but I don't yeah. think there's necessarily the capital or the money yeah. in it. So I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I'm a little bit nervous what it could do to some of our superstars, but you know, it's yeah. fuck, it's good. Pro- and it's good. They're good games. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what we're forgetting. They've got superstar talents, but the games are way better. Like yeah. they're they're good. It's good. It's not. I wouldn't call it Northern Hemisphere style of rugby. Yeah, true. Yeah, like what you said with football, I'm I'm similar as well. I love. Well, I grew up watching a lot of football, not so much uh, now, but um, the French are pretty much going down that route. Like it's that uh, like all those glamour clubs yeah. are coming through, which football has, and I think they. Should, I think World Rugby should mm. double down on it. Like make more people watch. Like I know they've made a English translated page for top 14 and they've made English page for rugby pass I feel like they need to double down on French rugby and how big it is and make yeah. get more eyes like all of us like well, when I used to like soccer fans tune into like EPL you tune into your club you got your club you watch your, yeah. your club's um, game every week I feel like they need to do the same because um, I know BN Sports only play four games on uh, for Aussie viewers and the rest are just mini highlights yeah um, but I feel like they need to double down it because the French, they're going on. They go out, right? They go on one for their team. You see when the buses turn up and the yeah, players go through. Um, I'd like to, um, I might pick, you know what? Uh, that might be my homework for next week. I think I might just do a bit of research. I'm going to pick a French rugby side and that's going to be my French rugby side for my rest of my life. Oh, yeah, so I'm going to do yet. it. I'm pretty loyal when it comes. I'm pretty loyal. I haven't got a team. I'm, I'm going to pick a team. Yeah. If that's the road we're going down, I'm going to pick a team. I'm going to do some research and I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, I probably so. needed two. I've got four. I've got four of my faves just because of their kit. But I need. I needed um, bring it yeah. down to one. So maybe we. I'll do that as well. I'll. I'll you come with yours, and then I'll. I'll come with mine. No. Yeah. All right. I also like on the on, on like the superstars being in French rugby. Did you see uh, Khalees and um, see Khalees? Khaleesi commenting on Etzebeth's um, uh, Instagram post. No. He commented on his Instagram post and um, Etzebeth went back to him and goes, hi, please don't comment on my post. I'm like, you're not my teammate now. <laughs> like, it was a bit of banter, but like, it was very like, very like dad humor, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah, look that up. It's, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. It's pretty cool to see, you know, yeah. you know, teammates playing against each other. Just so, a bit yeah. of mates. Um, All right. Uh, with Aussie, well, Aussie, with the seven series kicking off this weekend in Dubai, uh, we're finishing off with our picks for who we think is going to finish off as MVP in the men's and the women's, and also we pick our top three. Um, if you feel confident in your picks, then put some. I'm talking to Ansar. If you feel confident in your th- picks, then uh, jump on Ned's or Sportsbet or 
uh, whoever that wants to bounce money. Yeah, uh, one. yeah, and put some money on your top three <laughs> finishes. So uh, we'll start off with the MVP. Who, who do you think is the player to watch and uh, MVP for this weekend? I think, um, and I'll probably get into a bit, I think for the women, I'm going to go, you guys gave her a bit of um, credit last week, but I think this is her rocket ship season. I think Madison Levi, I think this is her, I reckon this is her rocket ship season. I think, I don't think she's just going to be good at this one. I think she's going to be good the whole, the whole dang year. She's going to take the whole thing. I think this is, she's going to take the whole thing. Yeah. Um, And then I've gone with the men's, a bit of like a bit of, well, he's obviously, he's a bit of a legend off the field. Um, an enigma, um, but Harry McNutley, um, mainly because I know that the Irish have been pumping only because I know one of their one of the old Norse blokes, um, Sammy Myers, who actually played Aussie Sevens. He's been yeah. over there coaching. I know they've been putting a lot of money in their program. Yeah. Um, so and he's captain of them. So I can't. I can see him. They've had pretty. You know, more training, more more money into it yeah. can only lead to good things. So, I don't know. He, he, this weekend, I think he'd be one to watch. Yeah, he's definitely the hottest in uh, – oh, well, if, you, if you're looking at it that way. But, yeah, shout-out to uh, McNutts, McNulty. <laughs> um, we'll go over to my – we'll start off with uh, my men's pick. I'm going over across the Dutch. I've picked uh, Shea Clark. Uh, he had a massive outing in the uh, – he didn't get too much – too many reps uh, last season, but this year we made in the uh, Oceania Championships. He's just scoring tries for fun. Big body, yeah. still young. I think he's only twenty. Um, but yeah, Shay Clark. I think he's going to be. If he, hopefully he gets enough game time, and he will be MVP. And I think the Kiwi boys are going to take the first leg. Uh, we'll cross mm. over to the females like yourself. I've gone with Madison Levi for my MVP. Uh, she simply just can't stop scoring tries, and I think uh, it will be no different. Uh, her combination with her sister Tegan and also Charlotte, the two playmakers, I think they're just going to take it to another level, yeah. and uh, she's going to go Super Saiyan mode. But I wanted to add a uh, Pack Pathways sort of shout-out. We don't have a women's team, but if we did, she would have been in there a long time ago. She was part of my watch list last season, this time last year. But, and she wasn't part of the squad, but she did join the Aussie Sevens girls on one leg in uh, Vancouver. But unfortunately, she didn't uh, get released onto the field. Finally graduated <laughs> from the Sevens Academy program and uh, into full-time contract this year for Aussie Sevens. Um, I'm talking about Caitlin Shave from the UQ. Uh, I feel like she's been around for ages since we uh, got onto Aon Sevens uh, probably three or four years ago, but she's still only like 20 or 21. So, yeah, she's as quick as Lightning, Lightning McQueen, but, boy, she can pack a punch in defense. So keep an eye out for Caitlin Shave. Nice. Podium finishes, top three finishes in each in uh, in the men's or the women and, and the women's. Who are you picking? Um, so I'm going to start with the women's. I'll start with a you know an honorary fourth place um, because I couldn't make the decision. But um, the jet skis going around Dubai for the women, Aussie women's, they're going to come in four. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know if everyone's seen. There has been a lot of thirst traps done out there by the uh, yeah. the uh, Aussie women's team, which good on them. Shout Get out. around it. Yeah. But that jet ski, I tell you what, I hope they shout out the jet ski company because they've, yeah, they've done a fine job for them. <laughs> I, did, I did see Yamaha logo. So, <laughs> and uh, shout out Yamaha if you want to sponsor the podcast. I think Yamaha should be. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, this is my women's. I'm going to start third place. I'm going to go New Zealand. Yep. Um, second place, I'm going to go USA. Okay. And first, I'm going to go Australia. Oh, let's go. Now, I don't, re- it's hard to, you know, I think the first, you know, every, sevens is such a, you know, ever changing roster of people going to, diff- to 15s or whatever. Yeah. So it's hard to go off that, but that's my, I, I feel like that's my top three. Yeah. Potentially to finish the year as well. Um, men's, I've got three, Argentina. Ooh. I think that um, I, I remember last year they were they were there thereabouts, and I feel like that they could knock off a, a big team. Yeah, I'm a bit more controversial with my um, men's one. I'm um, second, coming off the back of my uh, men's part of watch. I'm going to go Ireland. I oh. think that I, I could be eat my words. I think Ireland are going to go really well this year. Yeah, um, I feel like they were coming together a bit at the end of the year. I think they've got a lot of young guys. From I had a quick Google. Yep. Can't say I'm a massive expert. And I'm going to go one, biased again. I think Australia's taking out the men's and the women's in Dubai. I think that um, 
it's been a lot since the last time we went since the Rio Olympics. We haven't had that consistent type of like Aussie seven setup. I yeah. think there's a bit of consistency happening. Yeah, and um, I'm really interested to see how they they go. And I feel like it's good to snatch one. I feel like that's an Australian thing to do is to just uh, rock up, be a bit under the radar, and then just snatch it off. Sure. Snatch it off them. Yeah, I think we did that two Dubai sevens ago. We won, um, and we ended up winning that series uh, two years ago. But yeah, I'm the same. We do well in Dubai. Um, the track record. I think we came yeah. right. I came second last season. But I think uh, we will be in the top three. I didn't have an order. I had Aussies in there, Kiwis, uh, just because they looked on fire, and then Fiji. So I've got some. You've got some smoky picks yeah. there. So uh, if you've got a bit of money, maybe back the. Well, I, but to. to- to be honest, I probably would have. I thought that that would be there. You know that I. You can't count out New Zealand, Fiji. I just. Yeah. I just think that there is going to be a bit of a shake up. The Olympics are coming, so yeah. people start coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, true, true. All right. Uh, before we go into questions and confessions, uh, you want you got your top five for this week. So I've done it. It's a bit more personal because I have been a few stadiums. But I've got my top five stadiums I haven't been to in World Rugby. Okay. Um, now, starting at f- starting at five, um, Soldier Field in Chicago. Now, I don't know if everyone remembers uh, yeah. the All Blacks played Ireland there. And my uncle, my auntie at that game, but it looked it did look like one of the best games of uh, atmosphere wise games of rugby. So, I mean, any big American stadium at Soldier Field five, yeah. um, the Irish um, Ireland's home ground, Avia. Lansdowne Road, is that Lansdowne Road? Sorry. So, Ireland's home ground. Yeah, Lansdowne Road, that's it. Yeah. Lansdowne, I forget all the time. I'd love to go there. That would be my number four. Yep. Um, number three, Stade de France. That just looks – that looks awesome in the World Cup final. Yeah, um, it actually looked really good. Like, it looked really good this morning when uh, Newcastle played there in the Premier <laughs> and the Champions League. But, yeah, that I'd love to go there. Yep. And number two, Loftus Stadium in Pretoria in South Africa. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. That just looks like a nuts place to watch a game. Um, that plane that flew over, that was, I don't know, it's a plane, but that was pretty cool. That uh, The atmosphere of that was pretty daunting, so um, yeah. that'd be awesome. Number one, he's going to be a dad. He's found out this week. He's, he's home ground, he's home stadium. He'd probably like to say Millennium Stadium in Cardiff. <laughs> I mean... When they sing, when they're all singing before the game, that yeah. would be. I reckon that would be have to be out there. One of the best atmospheres in um, in world rugby that I haven't personally been yeah, to. Yeah, mate, um, I'd, I'd love to do a Six Nations well, trip, just going to some of those big stadiums that they play in. Just goes off. Well, I like. I thought that. Um, I like. I've been to a few in the UK. I've been, I've been to Murrayfield. I thought Murrayfield oh, was yeah. pretty way better than I thought it was going to be. And Twickenham's Twickenham's massive. So. Yep. Been a, I've been to a few. That's why you know there's a few in there that might not have made it. Yeah, yeah. Been to Eden Park, Eden Park, and stuff like that. I mean, honourable mention. I will give one honourable mention. It would probably be six was um Hong Kong Stadium mainly oh, to, yeah. for seven. I haven't done the sevens in Hong Kong yet. Um, and a little fun fact: that was my dad's home ground when he played uh, in South China for a year playing football over there. He played oh, against AC Milan at Hong Kong Stadium. So a bit of family. Bit of family history there. Oh shit! You'll have to join us on Hong Kong Tens one year, mate. And then uh, see the old uh, Southern Stand. All right, that was. Uh, I think it's only got a couple of years. It, it, it's only got a couple of years left, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks run down. Oh, they I didn't know they were rebuilding around. something else. Yeah. All right, that was Ironside's yeah, anyway. top five. Now let's quickly get into questions and confessions. Um, Ryan's taking a break from this part because uh, you almost broke the internet last week. But we got three questions. Uh, since y'all are a bunch of toolies, why do you think schoolies is dead this year? <laughs> Firstly, did you go schoolies in your year? Yeah, I did go. I went to Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gold Coast schoolies. Um, I did. It was. It was pretty fun. Yeah, I've seen this year. It's really dead. Like um, no one's there. It's ghost town. I think it's like, I mean, I don't want to sound like we're old, but I think it's just, I, it's probably not what they, that kind of, you know, they want, you want to do anymore. Like, they, I think Byron probably was, when I was um, at school, that was starting to be a thing. Oh, true. But I've heard Byron, I think it's probably, it's probably cheaper to go to other places. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's probably a few Gold Coast, there's probably a few Gold Coast listeners here, but one, I think Gold Coast is one of the most overrated places in Australia. And I once do. you go three, 
beaches, once you go three streets back from the main beach, it is pretty scat. So yeah. it's not probably not probably the destination kind of holiday people want to go to. Yeah. Us us locals here in uh, Brisbane, we like to refer to the Gold Coast as part of New Zealand. Uh, there's a lot of Kiwis down there. So, um, yeah, maybe that's – but I, I reckon I'll put it down to this generation. They've um, – like, I don't, I'm old, but back yeah, in the days – Back in the days, not many people were doing drugs, like, you know. And now, like, little cousins yeah. are doing – pills and stuff when they're 13 14 i'm like they've already done that where most people would try that for the first time at schools yeah. but that's kind of they don't really yeah, that's true. see anything fun in, in it anymore um so yeah maybe that's it i'm i'm putting it down that the break the break in generations is if you had a laptop when you're at school and i never had a laptop when i was at, like i didn't do my work on a laptop so i reckon that's when the generations changed and i never had laptop so oh, true. Yeah, I'd never <laughs> maybe i was the last bastion of um Maybe it was the last bastion of uh, old school, but yeah, I agree. I don't think it was. I think everything like that's way more accessible for them, which is yeah. uh, pretty funny but weird. Yeah, but uh, thanks for sending that question through. Uh, I know this is where you want to want your your questions answered. So grateful, <laughs> thanks, guys. And uh, noted that we have a new we have a new pack podcast page on our website uh, where you can send in your long winded questions instead of uh, going into my DMs like a creep. All right. This one's actually a fun question. Uh, nothing to do with rugby, which is great. Uh, if you could listen to one artist for the rest of your life, who would it be and why? Um, Let me guess what you'd say. Nickelback. Fuck, that's up. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> actually, we listened to a bit of Creed lately. I've Creed, some old school Creed's not bad. After you guys made that um, sign. <laughs> yeah, mate. The thing about that is everyone knows Creed and Nickelback's good. No one just wants to be. Yeah, true. Um, fuck. That's actually, I know you're a big music man. That's a hard question for me. You go, you go. Uh, I love my country. I also love slow jams. Slow country is probably my favorite. But this guy, I think this guy, country is a country music singer. He also does those country songs that also remixed. So I feel like you could listen to a bit of slow jam, a bit of silky soul country, and then also party bangers. So I'm going to go Mitchell Tenpenny. Um, I've used a lot of his music in some of the pack content. So Mitchell Tenpenny, look him up if you haven't. Uh, probably my favorite country artist, better than Morgan Well and bigger than Luke Holmes. So Mitchell Tenpenny. Nice. It doesn't matter who I'll say, no one will know who they are because none of my music <laughs> Is it a local the, band? Uh, like before? The don't. <laughs> No, uh, it's an Australian band. I'd probably say, fuck, I'd probably say Skeggs. Skeggs is a, is a, uh, they probably call it, I don't know what they call it. They call it Australian beach, beach rock. But, you know, I don't, all I'd pick them is because their albums are different enough that you could get a little bit more of a vibe. Yeah. If it wasn't them, Curveball, I'd probably go um, Daryl Hall and, o um, and John Oates because they're, they have a whole back catalogue of absolute so. Yeah, I'm actually going to look them up because I have no idea who the fuck they are. Um, so, yeah. All the notes. Um, YouTube ads. You're a rich girl and you're going too far. Oh, old school. Come on. Oh, you mean Selwyn. You rely on your old man's money. <laughs> That's Selwyn. All the notes. <laughs> oh, shout out to Selwyn. He was on Pop Stars about 25 years ago. Uh, so I think it was Sudanese or, um, and uh, yeah, I think I'm the only one that bought his album. Um, he did a he did a remake of Rich Girl. Look up uh, Selwyn, Rich Girl. <laughs> All right, last question is from a lady listener. Uh, hey boys, I feel like a lot of girls need some advice on this, including myself. What do you do if you feel like your rugby crush you're, talk you're currently talking to is losing interest? So I'm guessing uh, long replies, taking ages to reply uh, after being very quick. And what do you what do you what do you reckon, mate? I know it's been a long time since you've been well, in the dating game. Yeah, it's true. I I did used to lose interest. Um, I think uh, I think you can maybe from personal opinion when you just uh, some blokes just. The back and forth texting about your day it can be quite boring. Like, what are you doing? What are you up to? <laughs> Don't um, get me started. That. Don't you get me started, man. <laughs> I hate, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it, it, it might even happen a little bit now, but... Um, I, I don't really, nothing really changes. I get up in the morning, <laughs> go to work and I come home and then maybe go to footy training. Yeah. Um, there's way more better things you can talk about. 
Um, maybe send a few memes. Memes yeah. are always good. And I mean, most rugby boys like eating food. So, um, you know, how about we go to this different place for foods? Always, yeah. always nice. Take the thinking out of. Take the thinking out of. The, if you want to see him, you got to crush on him. Take the thinking out of the date. Maybe he's taking you on a few dates. Now it's your turn to take a hit up. Yeah, memes is very good. Um, but I feel like if he's losing interest and he isn't starting the convo, like he isn't sending you memes or he isn't singing you songs. I don't know if anyone else does singing songs, but um, I feel like <laughs> if he's lost interest, then uh, he ain't worth it. He ain't worth it. Then it's not. Sometimes yeah. people just don't. You don't want to force it. Because if you force it, then, uh, yeah, that's when you get troubled down the line and, uh, you know, get married and divorce after seven years, mate. So uh, connect the dots early and you'll be grateful. So, yeah, maybe just let him go, let him go. But Einstein had some very good tips, actually. I might actually write some of that down. <laughs> Especially, what i got a question. What if, what if she loses interest and then starts dating someone else? <laughs> yeah. I mean... That can happen. And, and I mean, a rugby community is a small... All yeah. I'd say is that rugby community is a small place and there's other clubs um, like Eastern Suburbs where Lucy plays. Um, you know, you, if, you, if, you, if you're that way inclined, maybe go to a different club. I don't think you should... I, don't yeah. shit where you eat because yeah. that always leads to dramas. It, that's happened at North multiple times. So, mate, if, factor that in as well. Yeah, true, 100%. Oh, well, hopefully we answer your question and uh, saved you some money on the therapy. Um, anyways, uh, if uh, better help are listening, uh, if you jump on the sponsorship, uh, details in the, in the description. Thank you, guys. All right. Shout outs to in the pod. Do you shouting out, mate? Um, quick shout out to all my friends that I will see in Brisbane. Um, I'm coming out to Brisbane for a wedding um, this week. Um, and Friday night, I feel like I've told everyone I know in Brisbane. So I, I don't know who's coming, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing all my friends in person. Um, Sione here, I, who I'd stare at on a um, crackly little screen um, once a week. Yep. Uh, it'd be nice to actually see him in person, not yep. just through my phone. And Freeney's actually uh, been allowed to come out too, so let's go. We'll see you at Fallon's, guys. If you're in, if you're in Brisbane and uh, you, yeah, you're feeling thirsty, uh, come out to say hi at Fallon's. Well, yeah. You're having a meeting great with all our 10 listeners. Yeah. <laughs> And grateful for the 10 <laughs> listeners that bought merch. Um, as I mentioned at the start of the pod, we got a promo code, Dubai Pigs. Go and buy some merch. Treat yourself uh, 30% off merch until next week's promo code. Um, all right. Ben Tune of the week. Uh, grateful. Oh, give a little shout out, Gunner, because we already recorded this part, but I didn't like Freeney's uh, Ben Tune. So shout out to Freeney. I know you're listening and expect uh, your Ben Tune to be played. But sorry, mate, we've gone with Tino's pick for this week. Tino sent in, uh, he says, is a absolute banger to make up for my mess from last week. Uh, it's called Goodums by Sammy Virus. Yeah, for Farrah or something. Yeah. Oh, Virgil. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Sony. Listen, step out, don't pre up, cause that's my goodums. Uh, I gripped on two, so I cheated, I think that I shouldn't, but no, I should've. The CID can't chat to me, I'm so fluent, I dodged that bullet. Shit, this gal wanted me, I would've, I would've okay, put it all okay, in a black like Boodoof, Woodoof. Black shot like Doodoof. Okay, oh, Pagans ran in the man back, when I'm going back, baby. My last bitch went banging, she does me a Like and subscribe, go run up this track, Goodums by Sam Virgil, and thanks on to us calling in. We'll see you next week. And of course, all the good stuff. Ballerina. Black whip out the corner, you can't see me, your time's up, young